0: But if you hire anybody, anybody at all, literally, if you have them in for five minutes, you got to pay them as payroll and you've got to pay the taxes. You've got to withhold and pay in the taxes. So, once you've chosen your entity, that determines whether you're an employee or not. But once you employ anybody, I don't care if you have somebody that comes in for an hour a day to pack things up and ship them out to UPS, they're probably an employee. <laughs>
1: Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky, and today I'm on the line with Charles Reed. How are you, Charles?
0: I'm good, Rick. Uh, It's been a nice day here in Dallas, and uh, hope things are going well where you're at.
1: Absolutely. As I like to say, I have two feet and a heartbeat, and uh, I'm alive, so I can't really complain too much. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping, uh, chirping, so everything is good. Now, um, for everybody who's on the call today, if you are involved in payroll, payroll tax, in any any sort of uh, function, any sort of level, um, this call is going to be for you. Because we're going to be talking about a whole host of things, including Including uh, Charles's latest book, which is called The Payroll Book, a guide for small businesses and startups. Now, uh, this book will demystify payroll and payroll tax compliance for you, uh, but I'm not the professional. I'm going to let Charles talk about that in a moment. But before we do that, Charles, it's customary for me to spend some time with you to um, give some context to the call and share uh, your background with people. I know you've got a, a rich background. I'd love to learn more about you. Would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself with my future business audience?
0: Uh, more than happy to. Uh, I was born and raised in Iowa. Uh, joined the Marine Corps at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, served overseas, a combat Marine. Um, went to college afterwards. Met and married my wife. Uh, she had five kids when I married her. Yep. Uh, so i would I, I claim insanity of course <laughs> as uh, we all do <laughs> as we all do uh went went to work for major corporations uh realized i was never going to run a major corporation because i didn't have the political skills i have a hard time stabbing people in the back and you know <laughs> knocking them off the ladder uh so i started my own business here about 30 years ago uh being a cpa and having an mba and uh uh, so i started a uh, an accounting business with payroll as a part of it um, took on employees took on a partner and about 10 years ago sold off the accounting and tax to my partner and concentrated on payroll fantastic so
1: that's that's basic, that's that's the short story that's the short version of a long story i and I, you know you've had uh, uh literally from the list here dozens of uh, board uh um i guess uh, involvement and memberships over the time i'd love to unpack a little bit of those in a moment but i would love to learn about your experience uh as a sergeant in the marine corps and and how it's helped shape your life i'm i'm very much about discipline and setting up our i guess our future generations what what can you take away from your time in the in the in the service
0: well obviously service in the in in the... Military service, mm-hmm. and, and I think, particularly the Marine Corps, teaches you discipline, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, it teaches you self-discipline. You you have to uh, discipline is not uh, applied from outside. It is they generate it, and then you have to have it. You have to develop it. You have to be the one that does it, or you don't succeed. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you develop the sense of mission. The mission is the thing. That's what has to be completed. You have to complete the mission. So the combination of the discipline and the drive to complete it uh, makes for a pretty compelling uh, duo in business. Uh, you have the discipline to do what's necessary, work the hours, uh, push the task through, and you have the drive to complete that mission, which is to be successful, to complete that as an accountant, the balance sheet, that tax return. Uh, As a payroll person, complete that payroll, get it out, get it to the client on a timely basis. That's, you know, you got to keep your clients happy. That's your mission. And so you've got, you got to do it.
1: If that means
0: you're, you're there till midnight, you're there till midnight. It doesn't matter. You just got to do it. That's part of the deal.
1: That's all there is to it. That's the mission.
0: Yeah, I I gotta complete the mission, whatever it takes.
1: I I think this is a very uh, important point uh, about um, small businesses and startups because they often lack the discipline to to actually follow these things through, and they will often overlook the very important elements to business, in, in including. Payroll and payroll tax. Now, um, I think we should, uh, I guess, simplify this and 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 assume that there will be listeners uh, on the call today with us, Charles, that know nothing about, uh, I guess, this as it applies to their either existing business or their new venture. I was wondering if you could, I guess, step us back a little bit and simplify what payroll is, and we'll start from there.
0: Well, obviously, payroll is when you pay someone who works for you. Now if you're a corporation or potentially an LLC, you're working for the corporation, so you have to be on payroll as well. And a lot of people don't do that. Uh, so if you've incorporated, which is the smart way to be in business, or yep. you've set up an LLC as a, uh, that be taxes and S Corp, you're an employee and you've got to pay yourself, even if you're the only person. But if you hire anybody, anybody at all, literally, if you have them in for five minutes, you got to pay them as payroll, and you've got to pay the taxes. You've got to withhold and pay in the taxes. You don't have a choice. So the moment you employ either yourself or someone else, you're subject to a whole penelope of federal and state and local regulations and rules that unless you've researched it or you have my book, you have no idea what's going on. So once you've chosen your entity, that determines whether you're an employee or not. But once you employ anybody, uh, I don't care if you have somebody comes in for an hour a day to pack things up and ship them out in UPS. They're probably an employee. Mm. If not, if they can be under certain circumstances, they're an independent contractor. There's a lot of rules and regulations on that. It's not as simple as people think. I just pay them, and that's the problem. You've got to file at the end of the year. Plus, in a number of the states now, you have to report independent contractors through the federal new hire system. So if they have an existing child support order out there, you get notified so you can start withholding child support and submitting that. And if you miss that one, and even if you don't know in your state that you have to do that, if you hire somebody as an independent contractor and don't withhold the child support, then you have to pay it.
1: You can see so you've got to be real careful. <laughs> you can see that this could be a, a veritable minefield of uh, oh, it legal, is. legal compliance. So should it be something that I guess somebody who's new to it embrace or be fearful of? How? What's the mindset that you would take for somebody who's new to this? You, know,
0: you can't be fearful you you've, you've got to grab the the bull by the horns and run with it the tiger by the tail whatever mm-hmm. you, you can't be afraid in business or so you're not going to succeed yeah. there are risks i mean there's risks in business but payroll is just it's one of those things it's like traffic lights you got to know what to do you got to stop yeah. payroll you've got to do certain things at certain times in certain ways uh, my book goes through most of them uh if you don't want to do it yourself uh, you know we run apparel service bureau uh, nationally for you know hundreds and hundreds of clients yeah so you know you can you can outsource it fairly inexpensively and simply i used to before i ever got into the the payroll business i always outsourced my payroll i never thought it was worthwhile to to do it in-house when i first started 50 years ago i was as a cpa 40 years ago i was helping my father and he had it all on paper spreadsheets no oh, wow uh, pen, pen and ink <laughs> you know and pen and paper and that yep. was just incredibly cumbersome and tiresome and time-consuming when you can outsource it for a pittance and have an expert to take care of it and to help you. Uh, One of our big things is compliance. We really are compliance experts. uh, Because, for instance, the IRS issued last fiscal year $13 billion of employment tax penalties. (laughs)
1: A huge number. Forty
0: percent of small businesses got hit with a penalty that averages about eight hundred dollars. So if you haven't been hitting it this year, you'll probably get one next year. That's
1: it's it's a scary thought. And half thought. of them get abated. And, and you know, with the technology that we have nowadays, Charles, it doesn't need to be difficult. And with the resources like yourself, um, where people can go and you know learn more and grab your book, it really doesn't need to be a
0: penalty if they do if they're smart about it. Ah, you you say that and I agree with you, but the IRS makes millions of mistakes a year. And so when they make one, they think it's your fault and they will penalize you. And then you have to prove that it's not your fault. And beyond that, they can't penalize you for a simple mistake, but they will every time. They'll say it's gross negligence. It's the burdens on you to prove it was a simple mistake that doesn't rise to the level of gross negligence, and therefore they have to abate the penalty. If you don't know how to do that, you'll never get it done. That's another reason to either use a professional or buy my book, and yeah. I go through what you have to do to get a penalty abated.
1: Oh, I'd just like to, I guess, give, give our audience, the My Future Business audience, a bit of context. I mean, you have had uh, you've, you're the author of three books thus far, Um, As I mentioned earlier, you're on uh, multiple boards and have different memberships. Let's run through a few of them. Uh, 25 years as a Rotary Club member, past chairman of the Rotary Club of Dallas, American Institute of CPAs, Texas Society of CPAs, Board of Veterans Coalition, and the list goes on and on and on. What is the drive for you? Why are you so passionate about um, helping people um, do this? Um, You know, it's just you must be so busy. Do you have any downtime?
0: Not really. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my, my kids were all grown. My wife passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's kind of my recreation. But I, I like to help people. Yeah. I yeah. like to solve problems. Uh, you know, I'm giving back. Yeah. I've gotten I've done very well in, in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've got a business. I've got a nice house. I drive a nice car. I have money in the bank. My retirement's assured. Mm-hmm. All these things have come through the capitalistic system, and I've had a lot of help from a lot of people along the way. Yeah, and I'm giving back. Yeah, when I can and I can help people, uh, I try to because people have helped me, and I, I'm paying it forward. They paid it forward. I'm paying it forward. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can help people, I, I like to. That it's it's. Very rewarding to help people. Uh, you know, I don't need to get paid for. I I like to help people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's as simple as that. Now, this is the the wonderful thing about the My Future Business Show, Charles, is that we do have the opportunity. Uh, you'll see the catchphrase: helpful people helping people, and that's why it was a hand in glove uh, fit to have you on the show. So, thank you very much for for, for providing your insights. Now, let's assume that you were starting over again, uh, but with the wisdom uh, that you have today. What would you, as a business owner, um, do differently if you were to start again?
0: Well, one of the things I would do is delegate much sooner. Yeah. Uh, being, being a CPA and being a nitpicker, uh, to me, style was important in early on, that it had to be done a certain way. And I realized that that's important, but it's more important that it get done right. The fact that you you make a left turn to get there or i make a right turn to get there as long as the results perfect who cares so yeah i mean our payroll systems are designed as if a cpa did them yeah but i don't the the style is no longer important to me the the substance is what's important and that's that's a hard lesson i had to learn uh, the letters didn't have to be that went out to clients didn't have to be the exact words I would use. Mm-hmm. As long as it conveyed uh, precisely and, and concisely what needed to be conveyed, who cares?
1: Um, you've, you've done all of this, and I'd love to, I guess, unpack some of the content and the structure of your book. But you've also um, authored three other books. What, what are those books about?
0: employees in business. Mm-hmm. I mean, one is, is how to start a new business, the, the financial, accounting, tax, and payroll aspects of it. Another one was just on employees. And then another one I did with my uh, last marketing manager was the little black book of the beauty business. And it was the business side of of salons. Not, not how to do hair, not how to do facials, but how to hire people, how to fire them, how to supervise them, how to do payroll, how to do some marketing, how to do the HR, all the back office stuff that, you know, a a somebody that's a great hair cutter says, "I'm going to open my own salon.
1: Yeah. I can
0: do this. I can cut hair." Yeah, and they can, but they don't know beans about business. And <laughs> that book was that book was designed to take the salon owner and teach them how to, how to run the back side of the business that they had been ignoring.
1: Yeah, it just happens to be one of the most important elements aside from cutting hair, doesn't it?
0: It is, <laughs> but so many of us go into business because we know we're better than the guy down the street or our boss doesn't know what he's doing uh, and we can do it better and cheaper and we'll attract clients. So we go into business because we know the business Yeah. and we don't work on the business, we work in the business. Mm, mm. And that's a mistake for a businessman. He has to work on the business. On
1: the business. Do you, do you uh, find it natural to put pen to paper or type on a keyboard however way you write your books? Is it, is it a difficult process for you? Or does it come naturally?
0: Well, basically, I, 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 I take my, my verbiage and I put it on paper. Mm-hmm. And I'm a talker. Yeah. As you can tell. <laughs> so I just, I, 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 basically dictate the book to myself and write it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm not the fastest I I need to get a, a, a voice to, to word thing, but I've, I've just never done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's basically, uh, you know, verbal diarrhea and, and I just put it on paper. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Now, um, do you, uh, find that, um, because uh, there's so much to to talk about here with your books. do you do you ultimately have uh, somebody else go over it and uh, you know help you rewrite elements to it, or is it simply a matter of you doing exactly that and releasing the book as is?
0: Oh, i, I I'm the content person, but I have editors. Yeah,
1: I fantastic. mean uh, yep. uh,
0: it, it, you know when you write something like that, you get too close to it.
1: Of course. Mm.
0: and And you may not see some things that so I had my staff review it my marketing people reviewed it, then we had, uh, in this case since we went with a major publishing house with Wiley, uh, we had uh, copywriters go through it and then editors go through it and then we had a professional index, which if you ever write a book that needs to be indexed, let somebody else do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: Yes, there's some pains you can uh, actively avoid and that would have to be one of them.
0: <laughs> that, 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 that $800 for the, for the index? Do it was was worth. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it for ten times that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of these wonderful insights, Charles. It's it's fantastic. I'd I'd love to now, if we could please, uh, referring back to this uh, the index, <laughs> as it were, uh, if we could start to unpack the contents and the structure um, that somebody is
0: going to find as they start reading this book. Well, the the book comes in three sections, mm-hmm. and the first section. Is is payroll setup? <clears throat> Excuse me, and it defines what type of entity you want. Who actually is an employee and who's not an employee? Mm-hmm. What's a statutory employee? What's a non-statutory employee? What about volunteers, interns, children, and so on? Then we go into earnings. What's salary? What's hourly? Who's subject to overtime? Okay, who's not subject to overtime, and why? Of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Following that, we go into the deductions and the taxes that that exist in this. Uh, what are legitimate deductions? What are pre-tax? What are post-tax? And then tax penalties and what to do about them. Uh, we also go into the work week, the pay period, and and the payday. All are different. You know, the work week sounds simple, but it's defined by uh, federal law what what a work week is. And we go into all the various laws. Uh, the uh, FLSA which is the Fair Labor Standards Act which is the basic for, you know, US payroll yeah. uh, on a federal level. And then we touch on FMLA and affordable care and new hire reporting which is critical posters and other things. The second section is actually running the payroll. Doing the job. How do you collect the time? How do you calculate the hours? How do you calculate the overtime? Mm-hmm. What goes pre-tax, what goes post-tax, and all the things down from gross payroll and gross payroll plus uh, for add-ons down to uh, all the earnings, all the deductions, all the taxes, and down to net pay, Uh, things like child support, uh, United Way, whatever goes into it, and then depositing and filing the taxes. The third section of the book is all those other things you need to know about payroll all the record-keeping you have to do and all the various entities that require record-keeping. Workers' compensation insurance, required in every state except Texas, okay? Yeah. And all that's involved in that. Security, internal controls, so you can keep track of everything and make sure that it's done right. Uh, And you you don't have somebody cheating you on payroll or you're cheating yourself, or you're cheating your employees. Uh, Then a chapter on U.S. citizens abroad and aliens here and what's an illegal alien and what you have to do if you hire one yeah. that you shouldn't, of course, but if you do, what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then the last chapter is, is other issues, which include PEOs, human resource management, as cheat which most people have never heard of, where uncashed paychecks have to be remitted to the state. Yeah. Uh, technology, other federal laws, and, of course, the ubiquitous employee handbook, which you definitely should have if you have an employee, because that's your contract. And that gives you the ability to, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, to terminate them without having to pay huge sums of unemployment taxes. Uh, but it, it's it's your agreement between them and you what your responsibilities are and what theirs are. So it's, it's a vital thing in... in, in having employees absolutely this is such a comprehensive resource
1: I I have a couple of questions one uh, to do with technology you mentioned you have a section on technology Um, for the longest time in my experiences working closely in HR and uh, with with people um, working in payroll um, technology seems to be a a big thing in terms of the way we manage um, mid to large size organizations what's your take on technology is it something that uh, small businesses should uh, rely on to make their job
0: Easier, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any anytime you can use technology to cut down time, energy, or effort, do it. I mean, it's silly not to. Mm. Uh, sometimes, what you want to do at, at the moment is too expensive. Well, wait a month or six months; the price will come down in technology. <laughs>
1: Always does. I
0: remember. I remember buying uh, disk drives to add on to a, uh, a mini computer system. It was a forty thousand dollar. Uh, Mitsubishi disk drive. Wow. Okay, uh, forty thousand dollars, and it was like four hundred k. I have more than more storage in my phone or on my <laughs> thumb drive. Okay, I can buy them at Walmart for four ninety five. Okay, four dollars <laughs> and ninety five cents, not forty thousand bucks. <laughs> I have more storage. So technology always goes down. So you want to be careful how much you invest because <clears throat> it will be cheaper tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But use it. Absolutely. You know, you talk about advancements. I wonder, what do you see um, changing in in the payroll field in the future? Or do you think it is what it's going to be forever?
0: Oh, God, no. It'll change. Uh, It's changing all the time. Technology Mm -hmm. is making it uh, uh, better and and faster and easier. Uh, There's a lot of things going on. But on the other hand, uh, the change in the law has sped up starting with um, uh, president obama and then on particularly this year with covid Mm -hmm. you know when they put in the ppp the law changed literally weekly for three months Uh, how do you keep up with that yeah uh the, the the most recent deferral thing that just came out of the blue uh by the time the software companies get fully up to speed, it'll be over. It's done. Things are the the pace of change in everything has sped up. So technology will help you with that. Yeah. But you've got to keep up on the laws. You've got to know what's going on. Otherwise you'll run a follow of the changes that you're not aware of. Mm-hmm. And that that that's a, a real killer for the small business guy that's not outsourcing payroll. Uh, you know, we keep up on it. We read the trades. We get the, you know, I'm on the IRS Advisory Council. I meet with the IRS five times a year uh, for the last three years working on IRS problems and how they relate to the real world, us, yeah. small business. The the boots okay. on the ground. There's There's 20 of us, and we go up to D.C. five times a year. and and meet with the commissioner and the deputy commissioners and so on. You know, I was meeting uh, on virtually now, this last one, Mm -hmm. uh, Sunita Lowe, who's the deputy commissioner, was telling us that there were 7 million pieces of unopened mail still. Wow. At the IRS. (laughs) Now, now that's down from 12 million in June. Oh, of course. (laughs) But, you know, so the laws are changing, and as professionals, we keep up on it. Yeah. I don't envy the small businessman, and I am one. Yeah. Uh, trying to keep up with this stuff. If I didn't keep up with it for my clients, I'd be lost.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, given the, I guess the rapid pace of, uh, of change in the regulatory frameworks governing payroll and payroll taxes, um, I I, I guess at some stage you'd be coming up with updated versions of your book. How do you manage that side for those who buy your book?
0: Uh, Well, we have a website Mm -hmm. that we put all the updates on and, uh, they we send out a weekly newsletter. All they have to do is is go on the website and sign up for the newsletter, and they'll get updates on a regular basis. These are not these aren't sales routines. These are updates. These are what we would put in the book. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to update the book. It's only been out about five weeks, so mm-hmm. it's still fairly current. But frankly, uh, the whole COVID thing is on the website because we'd written the book last year or the last two years Mm -hmm. it wasn't it it didn't get done in a day but i promise you and so by the time it got through the publisher and through typesetting and everything else that portion of it was missed we weren't we, we we weren't able to put in all the covid stuff that was happening uh when we did this so all the covid uh related stuff the ppp and the ff uh RCA and now the deferral, it's all on the website. Uh, it's free. Uh, they're welcome to, to log in and look at it and mm-hmm. we're gonna keep that up. Then at some point we'll have to issue a, a new edition of the book for sure.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so very much for sharing this wonderful insight. There's most certainly a lot to learn. It's a it's a rapidly evolving landscape. I, I really like how you've decided to go about this and maintain currency for those who have purchased your book. Now, um, when people want to get access to you to learn more, uh, they want to get access to your wonderful book, where are they going to find you?
0: They can find the book on Amazon. Uh, it's The Payroll Book by Charles Reed. Uh, if they'll put in The Payroll Book, it now pops up. Uh, we've got about 13 or 14 great reviews out there, so it's it's starting to rise to the top. Fantastic. Uh, we're, I think, in the top 100 in... Uh, Accounting, in in terms of books, Mm -hmm. so that's that's where they can buy the book. Uh, Our website is getpayroll.com. Very simple, www.getpayroll.com. And frankly, my phone number at the office is nine seven two three five three zero 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 zero. Well, that's call and ask for (laughs) Charles. I'll talk to you.
1: That's an easy number to. uh to remember thank you so very much Charles now it's
0: it's the only good thing GTE ever did for me
1: (laughs) for everybody who's on the call with us today this has been quite an informative call Uh, it's just scratching the surface of what you need to know and understand and apply in your own small business so make sure that you reach out to Charles I will be making the links back to the website um, and to Charles directly Um, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business show today.
0: My pleasure, Rick.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.